Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How much time till we're on? Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show, and it's a massive show with a couple of really interesting guests lined up for the next two hours. Uh, Wherever you're listening, welcome. Super Radio Network across all the SEN networks as well, 1170, 6.93am in Brisbane, 16.20 on the Gold Coast, on the app and the podcast. Welcome to the show, and like every night, Get involved in the show, 0457-736-736. Matty Rogers plays off one handicap at golf. And the Masters. But he's complaining today how badly he played. That was horrible. How badly he played. Yeah, but you're right. We won, yeah, but I I, I probably – it wasn't because of me. You know who it was because (laughs) of? It was because of Fitzy. Oh, Fitzy. Fitzy. Yeah, he held held – oh, mate – Fitzy, one of our listeners. Yeah, one of our okay. listeners. Three putt Peterson, I call him. He three putted <laughs> about every green. Anyway, he, he he hit a shocker on the 18th and uh, had had, a, had about eight footer to win the game for us. We played this team team game, and he he, he came good in the end. Fitzy, good on you, mate. We got the chocolate. So it was uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't through to any of my good play. I can assure you. Now, uh, like I said, it is a massive show. We've got uh, former surfing world champion, Cooley Kit, Joel Parkinson. He's going to stop by to talk mm. about bells, which is about to commence and. At present, there's two Aussies ranked number one in the men's and the and the women's. That's Jack Robinson and Molly Molly Picklem. Yep. So it's all the surfers always talk about. Even the the Brazilian American surfers, whatever it may be, they all talk about bells. That's the prize. That's is the it, prize they all want to win outside of the the world championship. A lot, a lot of history there, isn't there? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be great to chat with him. One of your mates. Yeah. Former, Former Wallaby, yeah. yeah, Justin Harrison, CEO of the, um, of the Rugby Union Players Association. He's going to have a chat with us, which I'm excited to chat with him because there's been so much talk and, you know, we're, we're very rugby league centric here. Yeah. So we get a very rugby league perspective and, you know, you, I mean, given the, the nature of rugby league and, you know, the, how, how noisy it is in terms of, you know, the commentary on it. Um, yeah, I haven't heard too much from the rugby side of things. I've heard a little bit, but I, I'm interested to, say, to speak to Justin. Well, and... there's so much going on. On the back of Eddie Jones being announced as coach, mm. which, again, put rugby on the front pages, which mm. we haven't seen for a long time. Long time. Now the raid on rugby league, every player making themselves available to talk to rugby union as well. It's interesting to see how the the players have been part of the, you know, the woodwork yeah, in rugby yeah. and how that affects them. Well, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, you, you, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, you asked me before, I guess, when I went over there, you said, did, did, were you like treated like a pariah? Like, yeah. were they, the players were great. You know, there, there was, you know, the, the odd fan or, you know, administrator that, you know, probably didn't, they got their nose out of joint a little bit. But um, look, at the end of the day, we joined a team that was winning too. Mm. Like, it wasn't like they needed to make changes, but they'd won a lot. And, um, but, you know, given 20 years of very little success, you know, they, they need to make some changes and, you know, they've, 
they've uh, dipped their um, their beak into the rugby league player talent pool and they've pulled out a a, a gold nugget, I think. Yeah. And mm. he he was a gold nugget himself, Justin Harrison. Oh, he came up with one of the big plays in in a, in Wallaby history. Wallaby history, well, playing well, against the touring British Lions. Yeah, and they've never can been you remember beaten. this? Never, was, they'd never been beaten. Was it on the tour? Olympic Stadium? Um, I th- I think so. Yeah, it was when the lineouts were a challenge. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. British Lions. Yeah, it was their throw. Yep, and five meters out, he was. They were on the attack. Yep. Number two, he yeah. was in the line-out yeah. and snatched the ball. He did. And basically won the game for the You Wallabies. remember it? Yeah. Oh, mate, I, I remember it. Like, I, I was I, – I went – and that was part of the luring me to rugby. They invited me to a British Lions game, and it was just, mate, the, the enormity of it. And you just – you really got a sense of what Rugby Union was about on that tour. I mm. mean, I think there was like 40,000 uh, British and Irish Lion, Lions tourists that came. Uh, they were at every game, and – yeah, it, uh, it's, a, it's a unique world and it's very different. And, you know, for me to see that, um, yeah, it really sort of made me feel like I was making the right decision for me. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. I, I mean, yeah, I feel for Joseph, you know, the way he's been treated by a f- few members of the rugby league community. Like, I played with Brad Thorne in the under-19 Australian side, rugby league. He was my roommate. And I'll never forget this. Where he, he's he's having a shower in the morning, brushing his teeth, and I was just talking about. Uh, he, he was asking me about rugby, and he said to me, "He goes, I'm going to play for the All Blacks one day." Oh. No lie, oh. all right? He said to me, "I'm going to." I laughed. I'd just come from rugby, thinking, "Mate, you are never playing for the All. How are you? You're you're playing for an Australian Rugby League, so how are you going to play for the All Blacks?" But that was his dream. One two World Cups. That was his dream, <laughs> all right? So so for for. People to criticise Joseph, mm. they, they don't know what he was like. Like he was a rugby player as a kid, and his yeah. dream was probably to play for the Wallabies. Mm. And you know, now he's got the chance. Well, to do you've, it, so. you put it in a great perspective, right? You really do. So I'm looking forward to talking with Justin Harrison. You said he's very articulate. Very. Don't get into a debate with him. No. But there's plenty <laughs> going on in rugby, so yeah, be good to talk to him in the second hour. Teamless Tuesday, of course. The ins and outs of. TLT. No. I can't believe you're not no. going to play your version. You've got a version. Why don't you play your own version? <laughs> All right. Have I'm, you got I'm, it there I'm, or not? You know, I might get that uh, ready for later. Boys. You know the okay. good thing is, though, hmm. well, when, when, when he plays that version, we can just shut it down real quick and we just can get to talking again. Because yeah. <laughs> your version does go a little bit longer than that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, plenty of ins and outs as well for, for all the sides, especially one team who's struggling to Feel the 17 together. Round six. Mm. Uh, got a new segment, Our Shout, thanks to Better Beer. And this is all revolved around who do you think deserves a shout from us this week? All the listeners, 0457 736 736. A player, a team, a coach. Who do you think deserves a shout? Now, Daddy Vass, is it deserves a shout from the first five rounds or Round six. Mate, I'll leave it in your court, but I think Tim Shins needs a beer from us. Oh, I was going to say, like, is it, is it because they've done really well? Obviously, they just they need, need a drink. A friend. <laughs> they need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Either way. Either way. Either 0457 Who needs a shout? Thanks to Better Beer. And one of our favourite segments, Tubes is going to drop by for That's Ridiculous. Mm. Come on, that's ridiculous. I've got an early one for you. Mm. We, our good mates, Joel Kane, Brian Fletcher. We use that term very loosely. Sugar and bears. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, the gall, the temerity, as yeah. Joel Kane would say, to go on a 72-hour fast. That I mean, is just, that's That's ridiculous. Just, Come on, that's ridiculous. 
And because the, the first you, meal you're going to eat is is going is going to be something junk, isn't it? Well, I just feel like like when I asked Fletcher the other day, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I used to do something." You know, like I don't know. I'm just looking for a purpose, something. Give me something, <laughs> don't, Fletch. Don't you wake up in the morning just wanting to have like a brekkie, doesn't or a like, coffee or something like? Mm. Doesn't if you if you don't put anything into your body, doesn't doesn't it eat your muscles or something? I don't know. Well, well you can survive without food for like three weeks. Well, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I'm Survivor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first four days of my second stint of Survivor, I didn't eat one bit of food. The Godfather. For four days. Is that the Godfather year? Mm. Or was it first mm. year Godfather or second year? Oh, well, the second. first year I got the moniker and they just used it. You just carried it yeah, on. Yeah, carried yeah. it on. Yep. How, yep. Many, how much weight did you lose in the first one? 13 kilos. Second one? I think about 10. I was only in there for like 26 days in the second one. The first one I was in there for like 38. That's ridiculous mm. right there. Mm. Come on, that's ridiculous. You weigh, you weigh 60 kilos on a good day. <laughs> 10 kilos in 26 days. That's pretty wow. solid. That's oh, like that's 400 grams a day or something. Yeah. You're what happened on the fourth day when you woke up, right? Oh, mate. Oh, well, they, they knew we were done, like, in terms of, like, we were that bad. And, um, yeah, they uh, they just put, a, like, a easy little challenge together where we bring some food because, mate, we were, we were busted. Like, literally, it was, you know, the, the, the group – the, the team that won the first challenge, they got their whole camp, they got food, they got fire. We lost that challenge. So we just went back to, we had to build our camp, we had no food, we had nothing. And um, it was like, no, nah, you got to win your food, you got to win your flint, you got to, you know, and mate, we couldn't win anything because we were just spent. We had, like, you had zero energy. <laughs> nothing left. Mate. And then on the, on like the seventh day, you just, it was like that was the day when all like the toxins and the preservatives and stuff was just finally out of your body. And you, I mean, I felt like literally I felt like I was just drunk all day <laughs> and, uh, and behaved like it too. <laughs> uh, on the text line, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Thanks for your text messages. Make sure you get involved in the show. Good evening, fellas. What was the reason Eddie Jones was let go as Wallaby coach in the first place? Cheers, Mark. Can you remember Rat? What's that? Sorry. The reason why Eddie Jones was let go as Wallaby coach. Um, Oh, our results probably weren't up to yep. scratch. We we had a draw with Wales, mm-hmm. and I, I I remember on the on the end of season trip, and we we should have won the game. And I just remember sitting in the in the shed, and you could see it on Eddie's face. Like I think he never told us that, mm. that, that we needed to win that game for his life, for his job. Yep. But um, mate, you could see that that was that was uh, yeah, the, probably the death knell. Um, yeah, and and look. It, You've, you've got a certain amount of time with a playing group that hadn't changed too much over the years and we, he probably wasn't getting the best out of us and we probably weren't giving him our best. I don't know, for, for one reason or another. Um, Eddie's an amazing coach. Um, he, he's a hard taskmaster, a hard taskmaster. Master. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, look, we probably let him down a bit, to be honest. You know, it certainly wasn't true. Like his lack of effort and preparation and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now uh, the Masters tees off Thursday night, ten fifty p.m. Australian time. Five Aussies, and you you're frothing over. I, this, I probably will not sleep. Mm. I'm just thinking, like, how good? Like Thursday night tees off. It's going to go, go through till Monday morning. Yeah. I'll be on that. I'll be drinking that much coffee to stay up and watch it. I will not enter my bedroom in that period of time. I've got this set up on my couch where I just doze and watch Chloe's and probably just rubbing her hands together. Oh, How good is this? Wait, she this comes you? out and like she, I'm on, the telly's blaring. Like I'm listening and you hear the crowd cheering. So she'll come out at like three in the morning. I'm passed out on the couch. She'll turn it off. Then I wake up. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you're, not, you're asleep. I'm like, no, I'm listening. I'm listening to it. Uh, five Aussies, Cam Smith. 
Adam Scott, Jason Day, Minwoo Lee, as I said, he's in the first group to tee off at 10.50pm mm. Australian time. And Harrison Crowe, he earned a spot after winning the Asia-Pacific Amateurs in Thailand. So Harrison Crowe, mm. for those who, who might uh, not know who he is, mm. he, he could be a pro now, but he won that event and he got um, exemption into the Masters at an yep. amateur, so he didn't want to turn pro. But, but you might have seen him on social media or on the news. It yep. went a bit viral where he walked out of the pub and I think he hit like a, in, at St. Andrews and he hit like a seven iron oh, over, the, over the buildings onto the 18th green. Yeah, that, that so was that's him. him. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's a flusher. Yeah, he's, good stuff. He's, he's a go. flusher. Yeah, go good, good stuff. Good. Now, um, of course, one of the highlights of the Masters, of course, is the Champions Dinner. Oh, yeah. Now, the Champions Dinner is the winner from the year before. He gets to choose basically the menu. Mm. And all the previous Masters winners um, and special guests are invited to the Champions Dinner. Now, this no could, special guests. This could be quite Just frosty. Just the winners. This could be quite frosty. Oh, it's going to be. So, well, we've got 18 live competitors. Some of those are Masters winners. Yeah, so you've got Phil Mickelson in yep. there. You've got Patrick Reed in there. You've got Dustin, Dustin DJ, Johnson, Dustin yeah. Johnson in there. And you've got Freddie Couples in there. He's been very outspoken. And Freddie's got to the age now where it's like, no, nah, I don't care what you think <laughs> of me. I don't care. I'll say what I think. Old man yelling <laughs> yeah, for the cloud. Yeah. Just... So, mate, I, I reckon there's going to be a real us and them yep. mentality at this Masters. You know what's going to be very interesting? Mm. If it's coming down the stretch and you've got, say, a Rory McIlroy oh. and a Cameron Smith fighting it out like they had it. At, at St Andrews, you know, like who who are people going to be cheering for? You know, are what, the live players going to get cheers? Isn't that a dream for the broadcasters? Oh, it's if huge. that happens, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, I can't imagine that they'll play favourites in relation to live golfers versus PGA Tour golfers because the the the, the Masters is its own entity. Mm. They have no sponsorship at the event. They don't have to please any sponsors. I didn't realise that until you just brought that up. Not one off, sign off of air. sponsorship. That, that they could make millions upon millions more out of that event. But they don't. Yeah. They keep it totally unblemished. And if you go to Augusta, and uh, I've, I've got a few friends that are over there now, actually, you know, telling me if you, there's a sign like if, if you if you find a weed, and you pick pull it out and you take it up to like this section, you get like a reward for finding a weed. There's just no weeds there, none. <laughs> so yeah. that is great. Now just remember our shout. Thanks to Better Beer. Uh, who do you think deserves a shout at the moment or for this weekend? Um, so text in 0457 736 736. Uh, we've got one here already. This is from Budster. Hey, boys, the shout needs to go to my Sharkies. Diamonds one week, rocks the next. Mm. Couple suspended, stick solid though. Yeah, so that's a bit of an example of who deserves a shout. Make sure you get your texts in. Yeah, Fitzy's just messaged steak sandwiches on the menu at our champions lunch today. It was. Well, the, That's yeah. what we got. We got steak sangers today from the, uh, from the losing team, which were very nice. And, um, well, that was yeah, going to be my good. question. What, what would be your, we've got to go entree, mains, mm. dessert. If Matt Rat Rogers was the green jacket holder from last year, Scotty Scheffler is this year. Mm. What's on your menu? Okay. What's the entree? Mine's garlic prawns. I'd probably go something like a lobster, lobster bisque, something like that as a okay. menu, yep. as, as, a, as an entree. Like a seafood chowder. Mm, yeah, yeah, just all like from Queensland, like yep. up from like the reef fish, like the you know, Red Emperor and stuff. Okay, It'd be yeah. beautiful. Um, for steak, uh, for, for Maine, I'd go steak. Like yep. I love a good steak. So Whether know, it come from Casino probably, or Rocky. You know, yeah. some, something from, yeah, you know, one, one of our great farmers here in Australia. And for dessert... Mm, my, I'd get my. I'd have my wife's 
chocolate lava pudding. Oh, yeah, mm. that sounds good. Can With I vanilla have that? bean can, ice can cream. Can you bring some yeah, of that in for me? That. I'll get it in my microphone. Yeah, that would be yeah. nice. <laughs> um, for dessert, what would I have for dessert? Oh, mate, I'm just I'm, – I'm a pretty basic dessert. Well, no, I'm not a basic dessert guy. Um, but – I, I love Scotty Shuffler's that it's like there's some chocolate brownie with ice cream and stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be massive, but, uh, I, I would go something like a sticky date pudding. I just, it's just, it Can't just go does wrong, it for me. Yeah. It's a winner. It's a winner. Now, um, even if you're not a Bulldogs fan, you're only into round six rat and mm. you can't help but feel a little bit sorry for them because reports are that they're unable to pick 21 fit players for their clash. Hard, against the bunnies. Hard, it's hard for me to feel sorry for the Bulldogs. But um, it's a shame. It is. Jacob Preston, wrist injury and finger. Max King, eye. They're 50-50. They should play. They should play. But uh, six forwards that are injured at the moment. You've got Kikau, concussion. Tevita Pengai Jr., maybe back. Luke Thompson. Patala Mariner. Maxi King, like we said. Um, Jacob Preston's, you know, maybe here or there whether he plays this week. He's, yep. he's been named, but, you know, he, he's got a hand injury from last week. I think his hand injury is from... Isn't his hand injury from putting his hand in Max King's eye? So his finger <laughs> went in Max King's eye, and Max looked like he was in a lot of pain and discomfort. And I hope what? it's okay. He seemed the, the ophthalmologist um, is, uh, this week to yeah. see whether he can play. Um, so fingers crossed he's okay, Max. He's a great kid, Maxi. And his dad, Dave, in Newcastle, will be listening mm. right now. Um, yeah, but he, they had to strap up. Preston's finger. I think he dislocated it. He looked like he was insane. <laughs> in his eyeball. In his eyeball. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Mm. Hey, boys, we've got a caller. It's Craig. He's got a shout for us. Okay. Right, yeah, let's hear it. Okay, Craig, um, as we said earlier on, our shout, thanks to Better Beer. Who who deserves a shout? I think uh, Phil Gould needs plenty of beers, I say. Strike free, I say. First of all, he bags an independent doctor's over concussion. Then he had a crack at Jason Sully last week. And then the hip drop tackle last night. Um, all three players took the early guilty plea today, including his own Jaden Lockenball. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he's, I, out of form. I, he's, he's out of form, isn't he? Yeah, well, I think that the hip drop stuff is, is more about the, the judgment. Like they're, they're not going to win that. But they just know they aren't based on the match review. He, he's arguing about it because, and I, I tend to agree with him. I just think it's it, it's been judged too harshly mm. when it's when it's accidental. Um, yeah, when there's those guys cannonballing in at the legs, or it's 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 a vicious. There's a act. legitimate hip drop that's mm. dangerous, and there's a hip drop that is part and parcel of the game, which is unfortunate mm. and is not deliberate. Yeah, and they're, they're not black and white; they're case by case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but no, he's, he's been a bit off the bit lately, old Gus, hasn't he? We've got a little bit of audio a little bit later on about his uh, about the work that he's doing with some of the neurologists in Australia, yeah. which is which is really interesting. Um, and we'll get to that very, very soon. Thank you very much for your call, Mark. Mm. Uh, let's get to – was that – no, Craig it was, wasn't it? Yeah, let's get to the break. And after the break, we're going to catch up with former world champions, champion surfer, Joel Parkinson. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Joel goes. There he is. Okay, there's one behind it. Can Mick get out from underneath the whitewater? No, Five, he's, he's four, gone. 
One of the cooler kids. He's also one of the cool kids as well. Yeah. That was 2008, 11, I think it was. Mm. Bell's Beach up against his good mate Mick Fanning. Another cooler kid. Yep. Joel Parkinson. Good mates in uh, out of the water, but uh, mortal enemies, enemies in, the water. in it. Yeah, yeah. but all, yeah, great mates. And he's time. taken time out yep. to uh, join us on Sports Day to talk about Bell's Beach, which is about to kick off anytime soon. How are you, Parko? Good, good guys. How are you? Must yeah. be always good memories. Hearing all that old footage. Yeah, especially that one, beating Mick. That was a really nice special one. Yeah. Is there much, I've always wanted to ask you guys on tour, is there much chatter out, out the back between uh, opponents and competitors? Um, some guys all want to talk a lot. Some guys were like, well, Mick was always Iceman. He would never say a word. I'd always try and go, how was your last wave? And he'd just grunt. And just, <laughs> I'd always try and talk to him. Yeah, right. Just a kid always. Uh, I was a bit of a talker. Not, not a lot, but... Especially I knew he didn't talk, so I'd always just try and talk to him to, and, I guess, annoy him a bit. Yeah, <laughs> so, nice. Mate, you know, Bell- not in the nicest way, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Mate, Bells is such an iconic event. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's just so much surfing history there. What does it mean for a surfer to ring that bell? I mean, you've done it three times, and the saying is you've got you to win it to ring it. Uh, you've done it. What does it feel like to, to put uh, that on the mantelpiece? Oh, you know, for us in surfing, it's the the longest running surfing event in history. Uh, it's the 60th one this year, so it just holds so much prestige to, you know, the guys that came before us, the pioneers of our sport. Um, the names on the trophy from the early days to to now are through the generations has just been absolute, you know, heroes of mine and, and you know. Everyone in sport that's in our sport has been a great has actually been able to win, and I just think the legacy of, of Bells is it's kind of like our I guess our surfing Holy Grail trophy, mm. um, and that's that's the way I've always saw it, and, and most pro- professional surfers probably do. Yeah, nice one. Now, mate, it's a it's a, it's a unique wave, Bells. It sort of it seems like um, you, you, those long drawn out lines that you used to surf with really suited your style. Um, is is it is it a, is it a particular wave that you need to surf it that way to, to score well to win. Do, do, do you need to surf it a particular way or can you go in there with, you know, whatever style that sort of suits you or do you need to suit the wave? Yeah, I guess, I mean, the modernist way of surfing, it's pretty amazing, mate. God, most guys can do pretty much anything on that wave now. But in saying that, like, I always used to, for me personally, I always used to see, you know, you'd see guys on the, the beach breaks and have their fancy stuff going, but... Bells would be always, you know, a good Bells day would always iron out everyone's weak points. Um, you'd really have to, like, you'd have to have the same tempo as the wave. You'd really have to hold or you, you engage, engage your fins for a lot longer than normally. And uh, I just used to, you know, uh, I guess show guys like Oki where their performances at Bells are the greatest ever because he was, you know, it showed how good a surfer he really was. Yeah. It's been pretty brutal, hasn't it, Parker? The The tour the new format where there's a mid-season cut and then you get down to your final five like every other sport i suppose where you've got a top eight or a top five to fight out the world title are the, are the surfers used to the new format or is there still some teething problems yeah i think there is you know the final five you know, the formats i don't i don't mind that format you have this mid-season cut where they start with 32 guys and then they just cut it in half after a few events 
I'm not a fan of that. I mm. think, you know, if you have a new rookie come on and you need to find their feet, you can't give them four events. You've got to give them ten to mm. get through a year. Um, four, four or five events is just, you know, kind of like you, you feel like you've just put your feet in the water and you're out again. And, if you, you know, if you're finding your feet, um, the guys that have had experience will probably go all right. But the guys, you know, some guys get told for the very first time and they're, they're in the event. And yeah. That can be tough. Well, back on the uh, old Brickies trail, if they, they get kicked out after five events, it's a, bit, it's a bit sad, isn't it? Like, it's tough going for them. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, um, who do you like for Bells this year? I mean, who's, who's, who are the informed surfers and who, who, who are the ones that uh, are the Smokies? Ah, oh, Smokies. Is, I mean, I actually, about two hours ago, was on the phone to Oki and um, I, I got a... Uh, he said that he had a surf this morning and Ethan Ewing was in the water. Yep. And he goes, Joel, if, you, I'm, if you're going to have a bet, which now that I'm not with a uh, competitor, I can. He goes, put it on Ethan. I went, all right, I'll, thanks for the tip. Uh, he said he was so amazing in the water. He said his, his, his timing, his positioning, uh, his body movement was just amazing. So, uh, And that's coming from one of the greats at Bell. So I'd have to say Ethan would be probably his favourite. Um, Philippe Toledo, again, mm. I think he's incredible out there. And i always got to say Gabriel Medina because I think he's one of the greatest ever stand on the board. Yeah. Ethan Ewing, you see what, ranked 10th at the moment on the world rankings. Jack Robinson, the Australian. Molly Picklam for the women's as well. But Stephanie Gilmore and Sally Fitzgibbon, Parker, they need to get a hurry up. They're under the pump. Yeah, I know. I know Steph works well under pressure. But, uh, you know, I think this event... I really hope she she pulls it out because the pressure will build at the next event and it's just hard leaving it down to a one hope chance um, coming into to the last one in Margaret River. But you know, she is an eight-time world champion for a reason, and you know, she, next thing you know, she could go back to back and silence everybody real quick. Mm. Now I don't know whether you would have caught up with it. I, I think you would have, Parko. The Apple to Apple TV, the doco make or break, which I thought was amazing. Like F one, it's like the make uh, like the full swing golfing one, an amazing documentary that followed the tour. Talking to the the competitors, have you talked to them about the doco? Were, were they were they pretty open to having the cameras go inside their life on tour? I think yeah, I think so. Most of everyone, I think everybody that watched, you know, the first. F1 drive to survive. Um, you know, I think that changed that sport uh, with the following it has now, uh, even more so. And I think everyone was willing and open to open up their their door and let them in. And on um, the make or break, season one was good. I thought two was even better. I can't wait to see him go on. Yeah, it's, it is a great series. I, I know Tom Whitaker loved it. He got his head on the TV oh, screen that often. The Jeez, coach, I mean, yeah. he's a coach. Oh, <laughs> Tom, get back in the water. Luckily, they didn't beep out Tommy's swearing. Oh, <laughs> oh <man>. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> mate, yeah, well, mate, we're, we're excited for, for Bells, mate. I'm sure you are too. I, uh, mate, I, I hear you, you're heading to a musical tonight with your daughters. It's going to be a lot of fun, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. I, uh, I'm glad I'm not surfing a heat of Bells tomorrow. <laughs> hey, uh, just before we let you go, Parker, how's... How's Snapper going? Is it plenty out there at the moment? Your, uh, well, your gets, break? He gets whatever he wants. He yeah. just drops it on everyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, I actually barely surf it. I'm, I'm, I wish I was, I wish I was there. It's, uh, it's, yeah. Actually, it looks really good today, but I didn't even get in the water. So yeah. tomorrow, hopefully, I'll sneak one in. No yeah, worries, good man. stuff. Good stuff. Good on you, Parker. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thanks. Appreciate it.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Great guy, Parko, isn't he? Joel Parkinson. Yeah, he's a legend, mate. You know, Great fella. If you haven't seen the, the documentary, Make, Make or Break, which is on Apple TV, it is behind the scenes, like the Drive to Survive, like the full swing. It's it's an amazing doco. Mm, yeah. it's, it's a good series, mate. When I, when I met Parko when he was 15 years old, and he just won the World uh, Juniors. And I'd come up and I'd played for Cronulla against the Gold Coast. And Oki is a Cronulla fan. So I'd organised to go surfing on the Sunday morning with Oki. And Parko tagged along. And after it, we were back at Oki's place. And uh, I said to Oki, I said, Oki, I'll swap you my Cronulla jersey for one of your boards. He's like, yeah, mate, no worries. I'd love to. And, and Parko is like this little kid in the corner. And Parko is like, oh, I'll swap you a board. A little grommet. There's a little grommet. <laughs> I'll, swap, I'll swap you a board for a jersey. I'm like, oh, mate. No, mate, no, no offence, mate. I don't know who you are. Oki's like a Cronulla icon. And Oki goes, mate, he'll be a world champ one day. And uh, we've, we've been mates ever since. And uh, yeah, he's just a good fella. Good Real guy. Good, fella. good guy. Good guy. Now, breaking news uh, over the last 10, 15 minutes, the Raiders have tabled an offer to Jack Whiten, who, of course, has announced if he could take up that option for 2024, he can go to the market up to a certain round this year. He can talk to other clubs. Uh, they've tabled an offer of four years, $4.4 million. Sign it. Yeah, absolutely. So going to the open market, sometimes you've got to be careful what you wish for mm. because if you're not playing great and all of a sudden everyone's talking – Sevens, eight hundreds, which is and he hasn't still a been, great pay I mean, packet. He hasn't been going great. No, he hasn't. No, and and look, in the end of the day, like he's in a he's in a in a good position where playmakers are such a they're so important to your mm. team, obviously. And um, you know, there's just a lack of quality, you know, game managers out there. Um, you know, and and look, Canberra's stuck stuck by him for many years. He he hasn't been an angel, Jack White, and you know, look. I've, I've got but, no but issues with he's him. He's really, he's actually really matured under Ricky. Yeah, he's really matured as a, as a human being. Oh, and I, I think, I think that goes a long way. Look, I think this was a smart move by his management to to do this because I think he's actually, you know, getting. Is he a one point one million a year player? Well, he is to some clubs. The the Warriors and the Dolphins reportedly interested in him as well. Mm. The Dolphins, from all reports, are willing to go to that seven figures as well. So then mm. it comes down to. You sit and talk to Ricky, you've got a lot of faith in him. You can play a really good rugby league under him. Yep. You sit and talk to Wayne Bennett, who's very convincing. Um, but will Wayne be there at year three? Yeah. So yeah. are you going to be getting Wayne as a for a, a period of that contract? Yeah, I, I can't see him moving anywhere. I, I think he'll be a Raider. Um, and good on him, you know, like finish off there. You've, you've been there for a long time. They're, they're, they're going to pay you well and truly what you're worth. And, um, yeah, good on him for, you know, just – Trying to come out and blow everyone else out of the water and sign their sign their man. He's thirty years old though. He'll be thirty four. Yeah. In his last year yep. of this contract, and you know, you look at someone like an Adam Reynolds. The Bunnies wouldn't give him a three year deal at thirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is a this is a good deal for a thirty year old footballer. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Really now, what do you make of this, listeners? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six is a bit of a flash in the pan or. We get quite uh, emotional about this if you're a West Tigers fan, especially. But dropped West Tigers star Dane Laurie. He's come under fire from from fans and people on social media, which is that's pretty easy to have a go at people on social media. There was a a grab on Instagram 
So a video of Selwyn Cobbo scoring intercept try in the Broncos when they thrashed the West Tigers last yeah. Saturday night. <laughs> now, Dane Laurie has liked that video. And everyone is up in arms about it, saying yeah. it is disrespectful. It's not smart. It's not smart. It's just, it, it, I'll use a word that uh, Joel Kane uses all the time, the optics. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't look, look good. doesn't look good, does nah. it? And look, he might be a good mate of Selwyn Cobbo's. We don't know. He might just it's like the way that Selwyn Cobbo plays. He's hard not to like when he's in full flight, isn't mm. he? I mean, uh, and I, he could be a serial liker too, like I am. Like, I don't follow many people, so I pretty much just like everything as I could. And you actually through. don't know what you're, you're liking. Just out of yeah. like, yeah, I'll just like it, like it. I don't want people to think I'm rude, you know, if I don't look at their stuff or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, uh, look, it's, it's not a good look. But it's, it's not probably, a good look. Uh, you know, yeah, I, he I, might be an NRL tragic and just likes everything NRL because yeah. he just loves the game. Who knows? Yeah, well, I wonder if anyone's going to do any research into that and go through some NRL posts and see if you liked all those as well. I'm sure so. someone will. Yeah, Daddy mm. Bass, you got your hand up. 2021, after the grand final, he was seen with the Panthers jersey on. Oh, when they beat South. Yeah. He was too. He was out the window of a car, wasn't he? Dane yeah. Laurie. Yep. Yeah, Panthers yep. jersey. Well, he, he, he played Panther. He played a couple of games with yeah, Panthers yeah, before yeah. he went to the West End. Sure. Just innocent, just so many support. Yeah. What do you think? Absolutely. That's fine. I, I, mean, mean, I remember the, 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 90, is, the 1997 is, grand final, Newcastle versus... Manly, mm. I was at the casino and I had a Newcastle jersey on and a Newcastle hat and mm. I played for the Gold Coast Chargers. Mm. We got knocked out the two weeks before in the finals and because I loved Newcastle and our family's from Newcastle, it just play on. Yeah. It's yeah. I, it, it just doesn't look good. It's not a good, it's not a good timing for the club and... Um, we got a few few texts here, Sats, about the old. Uh, the, I mean, the food's really lit, lit up. Oh, about the masters. The, the masters. What would food. be on your menu? Yeah. Yeah. So Northy's written in. Entree would be. This, I'm I'm getting hungry. Malulabar king prawns in a roasted garlic butter. Oh, nice. Mains a King Island eye fillet with a side of pepper sauce. Oh. Chap potatoes with beans in butter and almond flakes. Dessert pavlova. No, you lost me, Northy, at pavlova. Oh, really? Lost me. I'll have the other two. I'll hand my pavlova yeah, over yeah, to you, yeah. Rat. What, what about oh, mate, rooster? What about rooster muzz? Talking of food, how good is corned beef? <laughs> <laughs> rooster muzz. We've just, we've just gone from oh. King Island eye fillet down to uh, <laughs> corned beef. I've just I've just cooked a piece and have some fresh white bread, <laughs> mustard, and pickles on standby. Just waiting for the corned beef to cool enough. Oh, how good is that? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Mm. Okay, let's get into some of our uh, team list Tuesday. Mm. Um, let's just go through some of the, the key ones. Uh, Rat, uh, Jerome Hughes is back for the Storm at halfback. Yeah, yeah, it's a big in for them. Um, you know, they haven't been their best the last month. So, you know, have some – Yeah, I mean, look, Jonah Pezzett's been great too. Yep. Oh, I think, you know, for, for him to be thrown in there and, you know, he, he's done well. But to have Hughes back, that's a big in for them. Uh, team up with his old mate Munster there. And um, – the big one down at uh, down in Rooster Town, we're, we're all wondering who was going to get that number one jersey, and Joey Manu has got the number one jersey. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. One of our listeners last night, maybe they maybe they don't line up that way. Maybe it's been named that way. Maybe they swap throughout the yeah. game. Who I knows? can imagine um, Suwali'i. Suwali'i. He'll spend some time. Spend some time at the yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex Johnson's out, of course. Yeah. He'll have the 11-day stand down for a uh, concussion. They needed this man back, Tavita Totola. Oh, big South. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've just, they've just had no luck with their middles, have they? Yeah, Rabbit uh, Burrow tomorrow says, uh, my heart cries for the dogs, but go the mighty Rabbitohs. Show no mercy, lads. Big game against the doggies on Friday, yeah, the good is. Friday clash. It's good when those old traditional oh, yeah. uh, Sydney clubs, you know. Remember that one? They're starting to go all right. Remember that game together. when Adam Reynolds kicking a field goal and James Grain came through to charge it down and took his leg out. Mm. Then they got the kick a goal. They won the game. 
and referee walking off the field and just got pelted, which you don't want to see. But no. it was absolute carnage that day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Cowboys? Uh, Dr- Drinkwater and, and Ruben Cotter are, are back for the Cowboys. They're two big ins for yeah. those guys. So, yeah, they're um, – again, the, the Cowboys are still trying to find their feet. Uh, you know, Toddy will sort it out. Um, yep. I've got no doubt he's, he's – He's proven to be able to get the best out of his boys. And, um, you know, I think having these two back will, will be big for those guys. And veteran centre Jared Croker is back. He's not, he's, he's just shy of 300 he, games, he's isn't he? He's 290 something. I'm going to look it up. But the poor bugger, he's, he's been, you know, sort of out in the wings. Mm. And, um, yeah. He's, Had a bad injury last year. I think it was about round nine he played NRL. A bad injury on return as well, which has kept him out. And, and also, Ricky's looked at, Younger players like young Matty Tomoko. Eight games short. Eight, Eight games game short. short. So this is his 293rd game. It. You'd love to see him get his 300 oh. games. But look, if, if their season keeps going the way it's going mm. and it's a write-off for them, I mean, well, they've, they've, they've actually given permission for basically said to Jordan Rapanar and Jared Croker, you can go. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's signed till the end of next year. I know. Yeah. You know, so you've got to so, try and free it up. And you don't know whether anyone would pick them up. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe Rapana? I think Jared Croker could be a good buy for someone um, at a discounted rate. Yep. You know, like a you know a solid centre. You know, he's not going to let you down. Mm. There's no His defence is great. He can kick goals. Well, um, if they moved, if they were able to move Rapana and Croker on, that, that would free up about a million dollars. Well, it, well, that's if they get rid of all their contract, though. Mm. They're, pro- they're probably going to have to wear some of it. Exactly, yeah. So they might free up six or 700000 Let's go to England. Yeah, 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 true. Exactly. Uh, that's the ins and outs for the Teamless Tuesday. Oh, Toby Sexton, he's back. Oh, recall for the, for the Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to have Justin Holbrook on tomorrow night as yeah, well. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that, it might, that, that my man, Tommy Weaver, might get the jump there. Mm. But um, obviously, for, for whatever reason, um, Toby Sexton's got the call. He's obviously got more experience. He's play, you know, he did it pretty tough last year, Toby, but he can play footy. Yep. Uh, he's got a great kicking game. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. All righty, we've just got our favourite caller. Okay. Glenn? Come on. Yep. Glenn, how are you going? Part of the whack pack. How are you, Glenn? Hey, Glenn. Hello, boys. G'day, Rats, Sats, Daddy so, Vass, and so, Justin. Well, I hope you're listening on your little break there, mate. What, was the, uh, what were the ratings uh, last night Sats. for some of the big shows? Mate, but- Apparently, the ratings went through the roof when I was on last night. Mm-hmm. But what, let's talk about ratings. Anybody who didn't reach for the tissues whilst reliving all the original wedding moments on mass last night <laughs> yeah. was not human. Mm. Yeah. Carney and Ollie, you are the perfect couple. Yep. As for Satan, no go. <laughs> but then, and You're then killing the me. You're killing me. The butt <laughs> Yeah. Now, we, before we get to the break, last night we spoke about the game day squad and we want you to join the Sports Day team. We've got 25 players from last night. We've got to keep building so we can beat Joel Kane and also Bears head Brian Fletcher. Yeah, come on. Now, uh, we've got a good team assembled uh, for the Sports Day team. Now, make sure you register on gamedaysquad.com.au. You'll get all a heap of free cards. You get to choose your team. You get to manage your team. And then you go to competitions and join the Sports Day team. Now, the code you need to put in is when they ask for it is S-E-N-D-A-Y-N-S-W, all in capitals. That's S-E-N-D-A-Y-N-S-W. 
and you can join that competition. So 25 at the moment. So Big money to be won too. Well, so that, two and a half grand this week, and yeah. there's, there's not that many people in it. Get on board. So you, if you're a player that wins each week, you're top of the leaderboard, you get $1,000. Correct. Second, $500. Well done. So it's easy money at the moment when oh, there's mate. only 25, oh, 30, oh, oh, 40 players win? involved. Can I win? No, we team, can't. My team's on fire. What are your mate Fitzy? Has he registered? I don't know. There you go. Fitzy, get on board. There we go. Gamedaysquad.com.au. Register to win. Up to $1,000 each week. Let's get to a break. And that was for gamedaysquad.com.au. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. And we're going to have our our shout segment next. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back. Before we get to the end of the first hour, we've got a couple of texts here in relation to the Game Day Squad SEN team, and Kano is one of them. Also, uh, Philpy is another one. It says, evening, gents. Would you be able to repeat the Game Day Squad SEN code, please? Now, Kano and Philpy. Go to gamedaysquad.com.au, register your own name. You'll get your own packs free. You can coordinate your own team. Go to competition, and they'll ask you to put in a code. Now, the code is all in capitals, S-E-N-D-A-Y-N-S-W. So S-E-N-D-A-Y-N-S-W. Put that in, and you'll be entered as part of the Sports Day team. And we're going to smash the other two. Someone's just sending. Glenn is an absolute legend. Does he have his own merchandise? And if so, where can I get it? That'd be from uh, Steve. I don't think he does. But um, we're going to try. I, and get... I tell you what, Glenn doesn't need a shout. It sounds like he's had a few tonight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We should get some trucker caps made up with the whack pack. Yeah, Sports yeah. Day whack pack yeah, written on yeah, it. Yeah. Um, now let's look at our shout segment. Uh, better beers, mid strength lager, midi. Who deserves a shout? Now on the text line zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Keep sending them through for the next. Hour and a bit of the show. We'll keep reading them out. So mm. we've got FOMO from Mount Isa who says, Hook, he just needed it. He just needed a <laughs> shout after last week's win. And uh, Jimbo and Wagga listening on the app. He says, I want to shout to Jacob Preston for winning me a multi scoring yeah. two tries. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Well, mate, I've I got to give a shout to Craig Fitzgibbon. Actually, I've got to give him two because he'll need them after what he witnessed. <laughs> the capitulation of his sharks. He probably went home and yeah, drowned his sorrows. But um, yeah, mate, I hope... Um, I hope things get better for you this week, mate. Yeah. So make sure you send through your, your our shout, 0457-736-736. Got a couple more coming through. My shout goes to Alex Johnston. Has missed about two games in eight years and won't know what to do with himself. Rabbit to- Burrow tomorrow. He's a mad South supporter, mm. Rabbit Burrow. Uh, stick around because we are going to catch up with the head of the Rugby Union Players Association, former Wallaby. Justin Harrison. We're going to do That's Ridiculous. We're going to do a lot more NRL news as well. We're going to get to your text messages and uh, plenty more. Stick around. Sports Day, Sats and Rat.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show for the second hour. It's still a massive second hour. We've had a huge first hour. Mm. We've had the uh, Our Shout segment. We've still got a few Our Shouts coming through. Keep sending those through. 0457 736 736. Who do you think deserves a shout? We've had... Uh, what have we had? We've had Jacob Preston for helping... Uh, Jimbo win a multi. We had Craig Fitzgibbon for you. Said he needs shout. Give him two shouts <laughs> yeah. as well. Just uh, and we also had uh, FOMO from Mount Isa saying hook from the Dragons. Oh, he yeah. just needed it. He, he needs, looked like he needed he, it. He needs to spend the weekend at a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stick around. Also, we've got an interview coming up uh, in about fifteen or twenty minutes' time with former Wallaby and current Rugby Union Players Association CEO Justin Harrison. If you got a question for Justin Harrison, what's his nickname? Goog. Goog. Why Goog? Don't know. Mm, don't know. Don't know. Let's ask him. Mm. Okay. If you've got a question for Justin Harrison about rugby union, about the state of the game, maybe Eddie Jones, rugby league players going across, send it through 0457 736 736. Now, before we get to some more news, and there's some breaking news that we'll, we'll get across as well, if you love your sporting movies, and all the listeners who listen to our show know how much I wax lyrical about documentaries and sporting movies. Mm. If you're a boxing fan, and Steve from Dubbo, we often talk boxing on this show and our Crunch Time show on on Saturdays. He loves his boxing. There is a new movie coming out April 28th, and it is just simply called Big George Foreman. You live one way your whole life. George should change his name from Foreman to Poor Man. And it becomes all you know. Foreman is the new heavyweight champion of the world. Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman, go stop! Oh, God, stop. We thought he was dead. I was. I'm done. I want to spread the word of God. Do you know what you're walking away from, son? How's being a preacher going for you? Hard. Harder than getting punched in the face. Hey, fella. Come on and enjoy yourself. There's only two things I know how to do. The preacher won't pay the bills. It is my destiny to win the heavyweight championship belt again. How can you beat that man? Woman is considered an old man in this young man's game. Last time they saw me, I looked like Superman. So now you look like the Michelin Man. This ain't no beauty contest. The greatest comeback in sporting history, I think, George Foreman, what he did in one of the most brutal sports. That movie gives me goosebumps. It cannot, I cannot wait for that. Better than the Warriors against the Sharks? Come back? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. A little bit. Gold medalist at the 68 Olympics, George Foreman. Yeah. And he went on to win the, the heavyweight world championship yeah, good on him. twice. Yeah. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for I've it. Got a, I've got a grill at home. Never use it, but I've got one. I think every third household had a George Foreman grill. Mm. Still earns millions a year <laughs> yep. out of that. Uh, let's get to a sports update. Thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And if you are just joining us in Sports Day here, the Raiders have offered, breaking news, have offered Jack White in a four-year deal, $4.4 million. And New Zealand Warriors and also Dolphins apparently interested also. I can't see him going anywhere. He's still, got, he's still, got, he's still there for 2024, but there is, a, there is an option in his favour where he can talk to clubs for a, a small window 
and then be released out of that 2024 contract. So mm. I can't see him going, especially for 1.1 million. Yeah, no. Nah, look, it's, it's, it'd be tough to walk away from the club that you you know where you cut your teeth and they've supported you through your you know your career and you know one 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 club player and yeah. Look, I, I can't see him leaving. I, I never thought he'd leave. Um, and this is just you know uh, they. I guess he went to the market to get what he's worth, and you know, knowing Which the market, to do. Yeah, yeah, knowing the market's going to throw some something pretty hefty at him. That the Canberra Raiders have, you know, got on the front foot, which is good on him. Yep, we'll put it to bed. And of course, on the back of that, there's word that the Raiders need to do a clean out, uh, one from five to start the season. Uh, Ricky's there till the end of 2025. I'm a huge fan of Ricky Stewart, not only as a coach, but also more so as a man. He's a, mm. a great guy. Uh, senior players, we spoke about Jared Croker, Jordan Rapina, contracted till the end of next year. They're, they're told they're free to leave. Mm. How do you do a clean out at a club where it's really difficult to recruit to? Peter yeah. Mulholland, I've got to say, God rest his soul, was one of the most beautiful men in rugby league. And um, he did a great job at, at identifying different markets, mm. most notably the UK market, and taking some experienced players down to Canberra because it is a hard place to recruit to, Rat. Yeah, I mean, I certainly never and never thought about going there or playing there. It was it, it just wasn't on my radar at all. They would have had to offer me some stupid money to get me to even think about it. So, yeah, you got to think outside the box. But they might, um, you know, they could have some young guns coming through, and you know, it's it, and they, and they need to create some space for these guys to come through and fill some spots. So, mm. um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the next few years looks for them. But um, obviously, it's a new beginning. Now, it, yeah, big news out Broncos. of the Broncos. Yeah, yeah set yeah. to make Payne Haas the richest Brisbane player. And you think about the great players that have been through that club. And, it, again, it's all relative to, it's time. All relative to the time. Mm. And the great players that they've had, you know, your Alfie Langers and your Steve Randolphs, your Gordy Tallises, your Glenn Lazaruses, the, the list goes on. They're prepared to make him the, the richest Brisbane player in the club's history. Yeah, I, I think it's worth it. <laughs> to be honest, I've never seen a – Front row will dominate a game the way he does. I've never seen a front row move the way he does. Um, and he's 23. Is yeah, he 23? I think he may have just turned 20. No, he's, 20, he's 24 in December. Mm. So, I mean, you know, in in, the, in, in, in in normal, with normal front rowers, you know, you're looking at 26, 27 when they really start to come into their own and start yep. and being able to dominate games. And it's tough in the middle. And, and he's doing it now. He was doing it. He's been doing it for the last two years. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of at the end of 2027. So I don't know how they'll structure that deal or how they'll make that work. Maybe they'll upgrade him and extend him and keep him at the, at the club for the next, you know, seven or eight years. But um, look, he's, he's worth every cent. And I wonder with, with his mother who, I mean, we saw the news around her and the charges she's faced and, and, and she, she'll, be, she'll get a lengthy sentence out of that as well. And, mm. and she'll be one of the corrective, uh, corrective centres in southeast Queensland or in Queensland. Is that also, because he's very close, obviously, to his mother, mm. does that make his decision a little bit easier about staying local as well so he's, he's got access to, you know, to visiting his mum at any mm. given time? Who could afford him anyway? Oh, I reckon, I reckon some clubs could, would move heaven and earth to get him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they'd find a way. Where mm. do you reckon if it wasn't the Broncos? I, I think all, six, all the other oh, yeah. 16 clubs. Mate, if, if a player that went on the market, you, you'd... He'd be like every, Munster. He'd be like Munster club, going on the market. Every club would be like, right, how do we get him? Yep. What do we need to do? Yep. Let's put the wheels in motion. Mm. Mm. Wow. I, I remember Petro Sivanaseva when he was 
Well, he was at the Broncos, and there was both he and Shane Webke. And Petro was set to get his biggest contract. And I think it was going to be one of the biggest contracts that ever played a front, paid a front rower. Um, Wayne Bennett doesn't have a is, doesn't have a huge opinion about paying front rowers massive money. Um, but Petro was set for his biggest contract. From all reports, I think it was the North Queensland Cowboys that offered him a massive deal. And he was talked into signing at the Broncos for less money because when you come to the end of that next two years, that's when your next payday is going to be. So he, he did that. And when the two years came round, he was told well, money's no not money. there. Hence, went to Penrith Panthers who mm. who paid a bomb for him. And he served them really admirably as oh, well. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Great man. Mm. Great guy. One of the great front mm. roles. Now, what do you make about this? And we, we should have touched on this in, in the first hour, but we had so much to talk about. Phil Gould last night 100% footy, talking about concussions. Uh, he's talking about he's working with some of the, the best neurologists in Australia, and he'll be proven right based on these conversations around concussion and rugby league. The whole game's jumping at it. I've said this a number of weeks, and I don't care how much they slam me for that opinion in the media. I will be proven right in time. Right, I've got some big announcements coming up in the next couple of weeks about a study to be done into concussion exclusively for rugby league, uh, which I think is going to change a lot of minds. And mm. I'm dealing with the best neurosurgeons in the country, so watch this space. Okay. It, it's, I'm telling you, we will be proven right on this. It's, an, it's a huge overreaction. This is huge. I mean, that's, that last word, a huge overreaction, or that last statement, is a, is a huge statement to make yeah. when we are dealing with something that is... So, well, so well, delicate, what, what so sensitive. Yeah, well, what we've dealt with, Sats, and, you know, when you look at it from th – th there's one thing that he says in there that I really like, that it's specific to rugby league. Now, you know, the, the evidence and what we've seen, have, it, the majority of it's come out of studies from the US out of the NFL, and they use their heads as a weapon mm. up until recently. That's what they did. Um, but we don't do that. Um, so, so it might be the fact that – um, you know, there are some different findings based on, you know, our game and the like. But, yeah, I'll be interested to see what comes of it. I mean, I, I, I you know, we talked about, you know, if you're going to err one side or the other, you, you want to err on the side of caution when it comes to your brain, all right? Um, and that's most notably the 11-day stand-down. Yep. And, and I felt like that, that came out suspiciously close to the, the AFL's, you know, $15 million study that they did. And it was just like, well, why are we doing this? Just tell us why, you know, what, what did you, what did you find out that you're not telling us that we, you know, you could let us know why you did that? Well, well it looks, sounds like we might get some information based specifically on our game that can give us some intelligence around, you know, what, you know, we need to do to protect our players. Do we need to be proven wrong, but around this? Well, I, I think we need to be proven wrong in, in whichever way this is going to come out. I mean, I think it's, again, this is just speculation. I think what Gus may be alluding to, and I've got no idea, is more around the um, level three, stage three concussions where you come off, you have to go through the 15-minute period mm. and why do you have to wait 15 minutes, maybe? Or the 11-day stand down, do you, is 11 days too, too long, long or is it enough? Mm. Not quite sure. You know, knowing Gus, he... He may come out and say eleven days is not enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what comes of it. To be mm. honest, like it's it's a it's a study that has been done by 
you know, apparently the best neuro, neurologists in the country. But wouldn't the NRL be dealing with the best neurologists in the country? You'd like to think they would be, the governing body. Yeah. So, well, so well, has, how do you, how do you judge? Has Gus picked a, up a rock a, and found another a, group of neurologists is, somewhere? That, I didn't realise that every year they had the neurology championships. <laughs> They're held at um, Gold Coast City Hospital, <laughs> and you can go up there, you can cheer on your favourite neurologist. Um, they Banner get on the podium, signs, yeah. Yeah, they cheer, yeah. and they obviously... Obviously, they had that competition, and you know, sat, uh, Gus found it, and mm. he's got the best. No, just, I'm, I'm being a bit facetious there, but yeah, look, some of the leading, you know, you, you can, whether they're the best or the leading, you know, uh, he's not speaking to some bloke that's one year out of university. No, true. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the thing about it also is when you say it's rugby league specific, each sport has deals with the trauma to the brain differently through their actions, mm. aren't they? So you've got AFL. They'll go, they've got players come from different angles. You've got players going up high above people and landing flat on their back or on their heads. Mm. You've got rugby, the pressure from the three scrum in the front row. You get your head in the bottom of a ruck. And soccer, the header. header. Mate, my daughter gets, she comes off after games, she goes, oh, that header, that made me dizzy. Yeah. Like that's, that's right on your brain. Yeah. You know, so yeah, look, it, it is different, but you know, look, uh, in, in every sport, but you know, would, let's, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what what Gus has got to say. He's, he's he's always very confident in his opinions, and and but this this apparently isn't an opinion. Mm. This is you know fact from neurologists, and we'll find out. Just to put that Gus comments into context, they were talking about Caleb Pongan's return, right? And he commented at that mm. after that. So apparently, two weeks away. Yeah, good. Yeah. So originally he was it was due for a long stint, but yep. yeah, after went some, to Canada for. A few days yeah. for studies. Yeah, so it yeah. looks like it'll be back in two weeks, boys. Yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Now let's get to some of your text messages also. Uh, we've got That's Ridiculous coming up. Uh, who deserves who deserves a shout? Of course, our first segment we've had tonight, which is our shout segment, brought to you by Better Beers, mid new mid-strength lager, which is the midi. Uh, hey, Sats and Rat, my shout goes to Storm fullback Nick Meany, mm. Booker Harry Grant, whose try-saving tackles on Johnston and Thompson ensured victory over the Rabbits. Last round, typifying the renowned Melbourne defence we've become accustomed to. That's Daniel from Prairiewood, yeah. our smartest listener. Well, well Fitzy's text win that I that I agree with. Uh, his shout needs to go to Daniel Ricciardo. Um, having to sit there and watch the Formula One last last week in yep. Australia, like surely he's one of the top twenty drivers. It's ridiculous that he's sitting in the pits. Well, it, that's that's a, our shout, and a, that's ridiculous, isn't mm. it? Mm. Daniel Ricciardo. Come on, that's ridiculous. Well done, Daddy Vass. Mm. Well done. Um, <laughs> Sats and Maddie love listening. Today is like Christmas. This is from uh, Maddie Guyatt. Mm. Uh, three sleeps till the Masters. Oh, and the Broncos on the top of the ladder. <laughs> yeah, 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 just got to throw that one yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Love he's, a Broncos. He's a PGA fan. contact from Brizzy. Yes. Yeah. Got well, well, I is do, he? I do yeah, love, yeah. I do love the Masters, and I, I can't agree with the second comment. But Steve from Dubbo has gone. Maddie, I've been studying the Masters field for the last hour. I keep landing back on Morikawa, twenty-six to one. I like Colin Morikawa. Mm. After that documentary, he's just a he's a he's really channeled. Man, he won two, he won his first like he won his first two majors that he played. Yep. Oh, it was something like that. Yeah, his first he, the first PGA he played in or the first Open he played in. Um, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal player. Yeah, he's certainly going to be in the mix. Justin Thomas, okay. not going good at the moment. Doesn't matter. He's priming himself. No, he's He'll be nice. nice. Not going good. He'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, Steve also said Gould sounds like a flat earther, and that was <laughs> gold neurology championships. 
That's laugh yeah, last yeah. Mat- laugh last <laughs> mat- Yeah, he's a funny man. Steve, yeah, I don't care what you said about him. He's a flat earther. <laughs> he's a flat earther. Oh, hey, uh, let's get to the break. And uh, after the break, we're going to catch up with the Rugby Union Players Association CEO, former Wallaby, Justin Harrison. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. It's not. It's Justin Harrison's moment. That was incredible. And now the Lions will have to do it, but they'll do it from the Australian 22. Yeah, you got the Totai Kefu try in the Bledisloe. You got Matty Rogers try in the 2002 Bledisloe. But I was talking about you on the on air and off air. I've got to say, I gave me goosebumps just listening to the crowd there. And our, our guest is a former Wallaby, and that was the 2001 British Tour to Australia against the British Lions. And Justin Harrison took a much needed steal out of the line out mm. to win the game for the Australians. And <laughs> he's, he's been taken, living off it for it, the last 22 he? years. Uh, and he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Justin? <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with living off a fluke in something, mate. <laughs> One day you get something right. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Oh, back in the days when you had to fight for a line out. So mm. you must be happy as a oh, as a traditionalist in, in the rugby world that uh, that rugby's on the front pages of pretty much every national newspaper mm. since Eddie Jones got announced as coach. <laughs> yeah, look, there's certainly a bit of burly in the water, isn't there? Um, Beaver, Eddie Jones has come back and, and you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a parochial, passionate um, character of rugby he's everything that Australia probably wants to see in their national coach a hard-working knowledgeable um, you know very 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 um, loyal players coach you know Matty Rogers a bloke sitting across from me in the studio they will, will attest to that he'll run a block line for a player anytime um, he needs to protect them and, and he builds loyalty he knows what he's talking about you know so look it's a it's an energising moment that the, the the capacity that we have to launch into the next ten pole events, you know, starting with with, with French World Cup, uh, and, and even before that, you know, TRC and a Bledisloe to try and to try and wrestle off uh, the Kiwis. You know, there's there's excitement and in, in, in anticipation. Gug, uh, mate, hang great. on a sec. Wait a sec. Uh, you call him Gug now. Yeah. Justin, I, I can call him Justin. We, hang on a minute. Can we find no, out why the nickname no. Gug? <laughs> Well, let me preface it with you don't get to choose your nicknames, right, lad? <laughs> this is going to um, be so I certainly didn't throw the hand up for it. But um, look, when I first arrived on the scene as a, as a um, six foot seven, 19 year old, 97 kilo praying mantis, um, uh, I, I knew I, I had to sort of make myself known to a few people. So I was a little bit, a little bit presumptuous in, in, and a bit punchy, a bit of a. A bit of a bad egg I was, apparently. So they called me Googie the Bad Egg. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right from when day one when I arrived in Canberra back yeah. in 1994. Oh. So, Mate, you, there you, you go. You, you worked, I mean, you played under Beaver at the Brumbies. So Beaver is Eddie Jones. Eddie yeah. Jones, yeah. sorry. Um, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we had him for, you know, five years at the Wallabies together. Yeah. Mate, what do you think he's going to bring to this squad that they're missing? 
Um, oh, mate, there's a, there's a multitude of things, I think, but what he, what he does do is provoke excellence in people. He's very good at, at, at cutting away the clear and obvious distractions that are available to professional athletes. And when you're in the cauldron of sport, unpredictability mm. and all sorts of things that either drive you forward into a mistake or you get distracted and you, you show up on game day not prepared. He, he's very good at, you know, um, sitting you down, getting you to understand the one or two things, maybe three. If you're as good as, you know, Matt Rogers back in the day, he'll give you three things that he wants you to be world-class at. Uh, and and get rid of the get rid of the rest, and he'll know all about every player already, having yeah. never met them. Really, he'll watch he'll watch tapes. He'll see how they warm up. He'll just find trigger points, and he's he's one of the very few people that I've come across that has the capacity to motivate, intimidate, congratulate, and 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 be a good mate, uh, all in the, the same room, you know, yeah. with you. So it's a very very good skill. Um, he's he's. Fierce when he needs to be, he provokes reaction, um, and and if he if you rise to the occasion and give him just some of the ingredients that he can see in you, um, then he'll be loyal to you for for a long long time, and that's that's a really powerful attachment. And I think most coaches who are successful in regimes that have had lasting lasting success, when you speak to some of those players having come out of that experience, they talk about the connection and the, what the coach did for them personally and the what's in it for me story and rarely talk about, you know, holding cups or, or, or big, big championship victories. They talk about the connection with the coach and how they felt loyalty and honesty and were provoked to be a better version of themselves. That's what Eddie Jones does. Yeah, mate, that's really well put. You, 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 you bang on, you yeah. bang on with it. Mate, he's, he's just picked his first 33-man squad to get together. Mate, there's a, there's a few notable omissions. Tate McDermott, James O'Connor, uh, you know, a bit of a, a, yes. a mainstay of the squad for many years. Mm. Um, mm. And and six debutants. I mean, young Max Jorgensen, mm. um, you know, we've yeah. been struggling against the New Zealand sides. Is this, a, is this a changing of the guard? Are we trying to get some fresh blood into this squad? Obviously, you know, the Joseph Suli'i signing is big for mm. rugby, but it's not, it's not happening for, you know, 18 more months. Um, yeah, what is, right. What's yeah. he trying to do here with this squad, Goog? Oh, a couple of things, right? I think he's he's putting some people on notice that mediocrity is not acceptable. Some people who have developed um, regimes where they're they're, they're sort of um, not provoking excellence in them every time they take the field and every environment they're in, whether they're down by forty or up by forty, they're the same person that's remaining in the fight. Yep. I think that he's also got an eye on. Um, um, you know, we also know that this is not the final squad, right? This is going to be some sliding changes yeah. here and some Tetris happening, um, you know, through injury or whatever. But but um, I think that he's rewarding. He would have had conversations with every player. He would have told them already two or three things that he wants to see them um, doing on the dirt, putting on the field or hearing about in the change rooms or just watching the way they arrive at the game and carry themselves under pressure. He would have seen that in this squad already. And, and the others that, that aren't in the squad will know exactly how far off and what they have to work on to, to get there. But to your point, you know, changing of the guard, you know, every, with every new regime, which Eddie Jones is now a new regime, comes change. And, and change, you know, is welcomed and change either challenges you to provoke um, um, excellence or you, you, you're accepted and you continue to slide. So I think that there's some players there that would rightly think they, sh- they were entitled to be in the squad and they probably played 
and started in super road campaigns and felt that they were probably doing enough. Um, he's probably just giving them a gentle reminder that, that there needs to be some more from them um, and, and will give them a chance to, to change his mind. You know, p- p- players can play themselves out of squads just as well as mm. playing them in. Yep. And now, Justin, as one of the union traditionalists, and I'm sure you speak to a lot of a lot of fans and current players that are playing that have been in the systems for a while. How do they feel about rugby union going outside their parameters, looking at rugby league players to potentially take positions? Oh, look, there's a couple of things, right? If you look from a commercial aspect and a marketability of the game, we know that we are in a very intense um, competitive environment, which is which is very rare. We're a niche sport in an international market exposed to some market forces that we can't keep up with, you know, the French and, and English buying power, Japan buying power means that we have an inevitable, inevitable talent drain to external markets in our own sport, let alone talent drain uh, and poaching from, from other other sports, namely NRL, right? Which is fair enough. We, we love rugby league. Like the players, we love watching and learning from some of the things. There's been many times where we've had crossover camps and all sorts of all sorts of sharing of IP. We've had coaches come and, you know, Craig Bellamy, Bellamy we've had heat, you know. We also, had a, we, also, we also had a great night out with the kangaroos in France in 2002. Yeah, well, I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm surprised you can remember that, right? uh, you know, you poured yourself into the team meeting the next day and you were still out. Um, but, mate, I have, you know, Mad Monday, Canberra Raiders, Maury Daly and Bradley Clyde wanted me to go with them. Like, it's, you know, there's plenty of synergy there. But, but look, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for players to test the market on, on themselves as an asset, as an athlete in a very finite shelf period of, of performance capacity. So no one can fault the decision matrix that a player goes through to put himself in the best earning capacity and also in a high-performance environment that makes sense, you know. So... For Joseph Suley, it makes sense for him now to, to return to, you know, a sport that gave him the foundation of skills that he's got and the wonderful athlete that he is. He's entitled to exploit that in a work sense, but also in a career longevity and, a, and an exposure and a life experience. You know, both sports offer huge opportunity and huge um, growth and huge support services. You know, I know Clint Newton very well. The Regularly Players Association is a very well put together a group of people who want to support that player through the athlete journey, so to your rugby union. Um, I, I, have no, I have no issue. What we do have is some players that probably think, well, you know, I, I should, I should um, have the right to be the first person to be selected in that position and not have someone come and take my position away from me. You know, let's not forget that these players still have to play well. And they're probably yeah. under an enormous amount of pressure um, even more so now because of the expectation placed on them. So, you know, um, no one expects to be given... Um, Wallabies is not a club team. You don't, you're don't, you not contracted to the Wallabies. Joseph Suli is being offered an opportunity to be a licensed rugby union player. Now, what he does with that is up to him. Uh, he's certainly being paid well enough. I, I don't remember any negotiation that anyone in, in the entirety of their life has been into where they've handed back a figure saying it was too much, right? So all this hysteria around... What he's getting paid, and all those, you know, that's that's the market telling us that that he's worth that. And um, you know, we, I think it's I think it's to be celebrated, knowing what we know about the life of an athlete um, and and the frailty and the insecurity and 
the instability, the subject to, you know, injury. One person's choice, some coaches off you, you go to the wrong club or you have bad luck or, you know, all sorts of things that are out of your control. The one thing you can control is your decision matrix and able to leverage a market that wants you. So I think it's a great, it's a great environment to be part of. You know, one tide raises all boats. So everyone's market value in Australian rugby um, as an outside back has gone up as well. So it's up to them to perform well enough to, to deliver the same sort of leverage. Now, Justin, explain this to me. Okay, Super Rugby, which I love watching, and I'm a huge Brad Thorne fan. I want the Reds to do very, very well every year. And yeah, yeah. why? Why are we resting Wallaby players at Super Rugby level? Yeah, yeah. Just, I'll just make a comment mm. on this. I did, I did mention I, I thought Rupert would have had uh, a say in this. That's the Rugby Union yeah, Players that, Association. That, but, yeah. but I understand they had no say in this, mm. which was, which, no. yeah, I, I, Justin, can you just uh, explain, because we, we did have a, a discussion about this. Surely there's better ways to rest players than to take them out of the games yeah. that people want to watch. Yeah, it's an interesting one because we know that part of the high performance cycle of an athlete, you know, you, 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 cumulative fatigue and the management of an athlete through that timeline of performance, especially in a World Cup year, very important. You would think that you're preparing 18 months out from, from a World Cup cycle, not this season that lands before. And, and um, you know, we, we weren't really given a meaningful opportunity to contribute, not saying we would have come up with anything particularly different, but it is an interesting conundrum that your star players are there for and your most valuable commercial asset, you want them on the field as much as possible. And I wonder if there's another way of, of, of releasing that fatigue danger and injury danger through the week. You know, Monday, Friday is where you knock out most of your um, danger areas when you're training in, in unrestricted games and contact sessions are a little bit um, out of control. You have a Tuesday warrior coupled with the blood that wants to get picked with, with, the, with the athlete that takes the field and your coaches are the gatekeepers of the players' time to that week. So Monday through Friday, you wonder if you could have delivered a low charge at a reduced level for the player to then still have them arrive at game day in the capacity to perform well, um, not having undertrained, but not having been put on the same regime that, that means that they'll end, end up at the end of the year fatigued. Uh, you know, we are curious that probably Super Rugby is the, is the, is the shortest of all of the Super um, sort of rugby campaigns around the world as well. So I think that that, that that is probably under scrutiny now from the clubs as well, mate, because they know that they want to have the, the winningest, you know, best side taking a field every time. We saw what happened with the Brumbies go over to the Crusaders. We are seeing, you know, open discussions now around some of the players that are still yet to be rested. Um, no more than five consecutive games to be played back-to-back. So it is an interesting one, mate, and I suppose if you take a problem-solving lens to the table and include all of the stakeholders, including the players, you just you wonder if the players had a voice in that, there would have been another way yeah. To um, mm. to devise a solution because, mate, as you know, if the player is involved in the solution, sometimes you presume that you're acting on behalf of the player and you're presenting a voice. When if you actually ask them, it could be completely different, and you, and you 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 arrive at a solution which is far more agreeable to everything, which bridges the gap between the commercial frailty of the sport, the perform the performance metrics that we want in Super Rugby. We want Super Rugby to be the best competition in the world again. We also want uh, the Wallabies to go through to the final and win the final in the World Cup with the best team possible. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's certainly a comprehensive answer, mate. I, I, I've got a, I've got a question for you from one of our listeners. They've just texted in, and uh, he says, "Oh yeah, of course that." No, I have. Uh, I literally have. His name's Bolo. His name's Bolo. He says, "Justin, please, I'm a well, fellow Bolo. proud member of the Tight Five and War Number Four with pride. Your thoughts when you've pulled your head out of the scrum that we've won, <laughs> only to find a pretty boy in the back line like Matt <laughs> spills it, and you have to run back 20 meters to help out the back line. <laughs> also, who was the ugliest okay. unit you came up against? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me correct some of his language. I don't know if he's seen you up close and personal, <laughs> Matt Rogers, but I would I would not describe you as a pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Mate, Thanks, you mate, pick mate. your nose, you have to scratch your left ear like <laughs> Your nose is spread across your face more than veggie mate. I've had a fixed school. Um, yeah, well, mate, you, haven't, you, you didn't pay the whole bill because they didn't fix it. Um, uh, look, uh, well, mate, there's, there's a, you remember, I don't know if you were on tour with us that time. They did a, they did a world ten, top 10 ugliest rugby players one time. In the, it was a Welsh Rugby Union magazine. And it was, they had a top 10 world, world's ugliest. And Neil Jenkins was the, was the top. Remember the, the blood nut from, yeah. from Wales, the yeah. number 10, the Redders? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was still. And you know who came in in the top 10? One of them was Phil War. Oh, mate, oh, the man. White Hawk. Remember we, remember <laughs> we, yeah, the White Hawk. We used to sing the song, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, he, and that was on the bus. So, but he's a good, you know, listen, I'm not, he's, He's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one time. can be worse than what's looking at looking back at me, Bob. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, yeah, uh, Justin, yeah. we could sit and talk uh, yeah, about the rugby union, which is a great insight as we head into a World Cup. And you're far too mm. smart for this the, yeah, for this yeah. show. I know that. So uh, we. <laughs> oh no. We thank you for taking your time Thanks, out buddy. to um to to explain what is an exciting time for rugby at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it is. Good on you, mate. Anytime, anytime. It's great to be talking rugby to you and, uh, and well done for your show. Thanks very much. Good Cheers, stuff. Mate. Justin Harrison, former Wallaby and CEO of the Rugby Unis Players Association. Coming up next, that's ridiculous. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, Tubes is in the house. Before we do that, Rooster Mongrel has said, uh, Worm and Rat, you should declare that if you want to play the the game day squad and be part of the sports day team, you need a desktop computer. So I'm withdrawing. No, Rooster Mongrel, what I'm going to tell you now is if you've got a mobile, which you're saying you've only got a mobile phone, you go to the app store, yep. you go to the game day squad app, do all the same things. You'd register, get your free packs, build your team, and you'll see a tab that says competition. Put in the SEN Day NSW, all in capitals, and you can join the team. So there you go. We've got a solution for you, Rooster Mongrel. There you go. That's yeah. ridiculous, Rat. Mate, uh, this is ridiculous. Jim, Jim, Jim heads, you know, the big muscle freaks, muscle heads, right? Yeah, yeah. They're starting to eat dog food because it's high in protein. Come on, that's ridiculous. Dog that, food. That is That can't be good for you. No. Remember in Mad Max so. 2 when he had that little, he had that little blue cattle dog and no. he, he'd eat, he'd eat the pal out of the, out of the can. No, you can't remember Mad no. Max 2. One of the great movies. 
That is ridiculous. That's as filthy. That is ridiculous. <laughs> now we've got um, Glenn has got a That's Ridiculous. Just to prove that I'm not just a reality TV expert, Joaquin Neiman to win the Masters at $67. Come on, that's ridiculous. I'd like to see him win it because he's a live player. <laughs> do you want to see live players win it? Yeah. Oh, just to see what it would do. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. Come on, that's ridiculous. Okay, my that's ridiculous. This is, yeah, this is pretty weird. But 19, 1969, remember the song Super Freak by, by Rick James? Yeah, this one. She's a super freak. Yeah. She's super freaky. So he had a hangover, okay, one night. Yeah. And he was unable to attend a party at his friend's house. His friend, friend's party he was meant to go to was actress Sharon Tate. Yeah. That night she held the party, Charles Manson's followers went into the home and... Oh, wow. Yeah. So Charles oh, Manson, that's, that's obviously ridiculous. him and his uh, disciples, yeah. So Rick James was meant to be at that party that night. That... That, that, is, is, that is. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's a, that's a hangover you want to have. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, you got one there, Daddy Vass? Yeah, boys. I saw overnight um, there was play stopped in the IPL and it wasn't the rain that delayed it. I've got a little bit of clip here for you, boys. Captain over and done with. Let's start new and. We've got an interruption early on. It's the, the local family-friendly pet, the dog. Yes, I think chasing him is not going to do anything because, look, let him just run out on, on its own. Every time you go near, he runs the other way. You're not going to catch him. Well, we've got the specialist alongside, Sonny. Simon, did you had a winner? Didn't you have a big winner in the, with the Greyhounds back home? Yeah, yeah, won the Auckland Cup last weekend, actually, Denny. Who let the dogs out? How's that? Oh, my God. How's the commentary on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, we've got another battery. This is Dremoyne MC. Hi, gents. I know how to stop head clashes. Put the players in plastic bubbles where your legs and your hands are out and the head is protected <laughs> inside the bubble. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Come <laughs> on, that's ridiculous. Like those sumo suits. Actually, I saw a video. Like Payne Haas just tearing down the field in one of those and a Reuben Cotter or someone just running at him and just seeing Man. the explosion. That would be hilarious. That would be gold. I saw a Tesla driving and running into someone with a, one of those suits on. Yeah. And the guy flips up and lands on top of a tree. Yeah, right. He went mm. that far up. And... Yeah, I think, I think you'd, you'd get a fair bit of whiplash. Though. Oh, you'd get a fair wouldn't bit. you? Yeah. Um, now, Rooster Muzz. Uh, Steve from Dubbo says that's ridiculous that Rooster Muzz didn't realise that you could also go and get the app as well. So he's having a go. There's, there's, there's a real set to around Steve and Rooster Muzz. Now, um, I was going to get to this earlier on, and I don't know whether you saw the photo on Fox Sports uh, many years ago. Uh, Josh Reynolds, he met a young starstruck fan at a, at a gala day. Mm. And this kid's was name was Jacob Kiraz. And there's a photo of them, Jacob Kiraz, as a, as a young kid. And... Um, and on Sunday afternoon, they went arm in arm and celebrating a win, that Golden Point win uh, on the weekend against the Cowboys. Now, isn't that, isn't that, one, it's a great photo. Two, it's a great story that Jacob Kiraz gets to meet his hero and then he's playing rugby league with him. Mm. And it takes you back to where you – where did you meet your hero? Where were you when you met your hero? And for me, it was – Mal Meninga was my hero growing mm. up. And I met him at, at uh, Lang Park after South Magpies played. He was about – he would have been 19 or 20. I was about – I, don't know, I might have been eight or nine, possibly, and he 
I think I've told this story before. He he took the strapping off his knee, he rolled it up in a ball, and he threw it at me, and I caught it. And I kept it in my bedside drawer till I was about sixteen. Mm, that would have smelled good. Yeah, yeah, it was rotten. <laughs> but um, you can always remember. Yeah, that, well, mate, mine was Brett Kenny, and and I met I met him. In 1981, uh, test match at, at the SCG. My dad was the captain of the side. I think they played France. And walking into the players' entrance at the back of the uh, SCG members, uh, he was there, and and um, he just he shook my hand, and Dad introduced me to him, and I was I, I loved Brett Kenny as a kid. I was five at the time, and um, he asked me if I played footy, and I went, yeah, I, yeah, I play footy, and he's like, you're gonna be like your dad. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be like my dad, and he's like, good on you, mate, you can do it. You know, keep just listen to your dad. And, uh, mate, I, I, I saw, I didn't see Brett Kenny again from that day till 2016, Cronulla Grand Final Lunch. And I caught up with him and said, G'day. And I said, Mate, do you remember? I met you. And he goes, Yeah, I remember. 81, SCG. I said, Do you remember what you said to me? He goes, Yep, I told you you could do it. Listen to your dad. I was like, Wow. Yeah, good yeah, Oh, mate, amazing. Yeah, yeah good amazing. Mm. Now, we also had our earlier on, we had our Who Deserves a Shout uh, for Better Beers, Mid Strength Lager, the Midi. Um, we've got uh, Cook from Palm Beach. And also, we've got Tripper from Toowoomba who's saying they want to shout Justin Harrison. He sounds like a great guy. Oh, mate, he's a great guy to have a beer with, I tell you. He's one of a, he's a true gentleman and he's that smart. Um, he should be running the, the rugby union. He should be running the game. It sounds and, like and, and I hope, far I away. hope in years to come he is because he, he will definitely have the best of the game in, in interest. Evening, gents. My that's ridiculous. Payne Hunt scoring a try from jumping Go the Broncos. Mm. And your mate Fitzy says about Payne Haas paying him all that money. He hasn't dominated Origin oh, yet. Oh, please. Wake up yourself, Fitzy. He dominates everything. He's 23. Hey, give him time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to a break. And after the break, we'll get to your text messages. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back yeah. to the show. When we haven't got long to go, actually. 29 players were up to the Sports Day. Get into it, boys. Get sports into it. Sports Day girls, game day yeah. squad. Um, Payne has a little. Jason Maruchador, long-time listener. Uh, better than Lego. The Smashed Monkeys. A few of the entrants. So make sure you get on. And hey, get your a couple of quick texts. Yep. Um, one, one regarding concussion from, from Daniel from Prairie. He said, boys, regarding Gus Gould's comments and concussion, all the research and advice from subject matter experts from neurologists has been damning around CTE, early onset dementia, and brain damage. I'm amused to think what advice would be contrary to what we know and what we continue to learn around concussion. It's a good point. I really mean, good point. I mean, the, 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 this whole argument brought a multi-billion dollar industry to its knees the in NFL. the NFL. Yeah. Like, they tried to hide it. They tried to flush it. They, they couldn't. The, the evidence was there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. But rugby league specific, remember? Yep. So that's, I guess, might be the difference. I do like their erring on the side of caution till we find out something. Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. with you. I'm with you. Uh, great show tonight. Uh, jam-packed. And thank you very much to Justin Harrison, CEO of the Rugby U Players Association. Also, world champion surfer Joel Parkinson, one of the cooler kids coming on. And most of all, thank you, everyone, all the listeners, for your involvement in the show. Uh, hope you have a great Tuesday night. Thanks for your involvement. We'll see you tomorrow.